Welcome to The Pen Garden, your weekly writing productivity podcast which will help you build a zen writing routine tailored to your lifestyle. I'm your host Lainey and you're listening to episode 1 of our fourth season, Success and Failure. Happy December! We're almost finished with 2020. Thank you to everyone who has listened so far and let's hope 2021 has many exciting things in store for us all. I hope this new season, as always, will be useful to you. It looks at perceived success and failure through the prism of mental health and well-being and productivity. I can't wait to hear about what you take from it. Go grab a drink if you can and relax. This time is for you. Today, I will try to define what writerly success and failure is and how they impact your writing routine. I've asked writers about what they perceived as success and failure and their answers were eye-opening. Listen on to find out why these two seemingly opposing things can affect a writer's mental health in unexpected ways and how the pandemic has contributed to lowering many writers' self-esteem. Maybe you're listening to this hoping to hear how to be a successful writer or how to avoid failure altogether. But I can't tell you that and beware of anyone who claims they can define this for you and get you there. How writers and people as a whole view success and failure is deeply personal. For some, success might be selling a million copies of a book. For others, it can be research being noticed by a renowned scholar in their field. It could be writing every day for a period of time or even sharing a piece with loved ones over dinner and getting feedback. I wanted to explore what writers believe success to be, so I asked around a few writing communities. Most of them put great emphasis on tenacity and determination. Author and blogger Eden Gruger argues what makes a writer successful is their perseverance, to be able to put words on a page, even when life is really challenging, which can be a lot of the time. Others say success is for a writer to not ignore their true self and write because there's no alternative, because of the compulsive passion within many of us. The answers all circled around the same idea of putting words on a page and focusing on bettering your writing craft always and without excuse. I was interested to find no one mentioned money or fame. Many writers avoided giving their personal opinion on what constitutes failure in your writing practice. A few brave ones mentioned that stopping to write renders a writer unsuccessful. Going from their definition of success, however, it's pretty much impossible to fail at being a writer, in my opinion, because if you stop writing for a time, it's a hiatus. You can go back to it when you're ready on the path to success once again. And if you stop forever, well, then you're not really a failed writer, you're simply choosing to step away from being one. If you're wondering why I'm looking at success and failure together, it's because they're two sides of the same coin. And for many creatives, when you put something out in the world, it's like the flip of a coin. There's so many variables, it's hard to predict results. What is almost certain though, is that if you hit it big or receive a disappointing response to your work, your resolve to continue working the way you were will be tested. Perceived success and failure brings about change and throws people's routines off. They're either celebrating or wallowing in despair, no matter which they're not being their most productive selves. Writers' desire for things to remain within their control and their comfort zone is not surprising. 
A study on people's resistance to change asks students to abstain from a habit and record their daily experiences for three weeks. Most of the students found that challenging in many different ways. Some found they set themselves up for failure by focusing on a big, difficult-to-reach goal. Others self-sabotaged by putting themselves in situations where the cues for their habits were screaming at them and they had to work way harder to resist them. Others found that the actual amount of difficulty that a person encounters when implementing a change could be vastly different from the level of difficulty estimated by others, meaning that people around you might not understand how difficult it is for you to go through with the change. All these barriers make people resistant to change altogether, no matter if it comes from a positive or a negative source. Now, before I continue with the stories of a couple of fellow writers, I want to plug the book to which you owe listening to this podcast. The Lavender Phantom, my upcoming romance thriller, is now available for pre-sale at a special price for all the early birds. It's 25% off and if you pre-order now, you can join me in my pre-order giveaway. All details can be found on my website lanydelorocke.com slash books. The creation of that book has informed a lot of the content I've discussed in this podcast, so I'm excited to share it with you all. It's not been an easy journey, but I've learned a lot along the way about writing, mental health and productivity. Unsurprisingly, when I asked writers about success and failure, there were those who referred to how the pandemic had affected them. It's hard to imagine what the world was like when one could plan ahead comfortably and rely on their surroundings to be predictable. With chaos comes uncertainty, anxiety and inevitably change. That same change that people fight against for the sake of known comfort. And I'm not judging anyone's response to the difficulties of current times here. I'm only saying it's unsurprising many people have slipped into unhelpful habits to cope. And I'm one of those people too. Here's how writer Jerry Greif shares his experiences of writing and the pandemic. I'm finding that a general environment less engaged, less motivated, less focused is quite prevalent, understandably, right now. It's reciprocal, I perceived, and I contribute to it. Without an author partner, I languish, doddle, and develop more convincing, to me, distractions and excuses. I have two books well on their way developmentally, and they currently are proficiently collecting dust. One is on pandemics and COVID for kids. Couldn't be more appropriate and timely. To Jerry, I want to say that his book on the pandemics will be relevant for years and years to come, so he shouldn't feel too bad about being distracted by an international health crisis. Now is not the time to be harsh and punish ourselves for diminished productivity. From episode 1 of this season, which focused on self-care, I've been advocating for writers to treat themselves with respect and kindness, and take time to rest and replenish their creative energies. While we are in the middle of the pandemic, it's difficult to see the big picture. Writers feel they failed if they hadn't written anything during these turbulent, stressful months. But the truth is, this too will pass. And writers will write again. So be gentle with yourself and take it easy, one day at a time. If you can write, great, put pen to paper. If not, you're not failing at being a writer. You're just taking a much-needed break to take care of the other parts of your being. Author and activist Victoria No shared her story to motivate those of us who think the pandemic is doom and gloom. Here's what she said. I think the thing that has enabled me to achieve what success I have 
is a willingness to adapt and learn, to be open to change. This is my fourth career, so I'm used to making big transitions. When all of my speaking engagements for the year were cancelled in March, I had to regroup because that was the major focus of my year. I was not resistant to change or to learning new skills, so success to me is a constant willingness to grow. And I think that's a great sentiment. There's always opportunities to those who are prepared to be flexible and to embrace a little bit of discomfort to welcome change. The ability to pivot after a rough time is crucial to develop, especially after we've established the path of a successful writer is one of perseverance and grit. Overall, success is in the eye of the beholder. Writer Terry Thomas commented that the basis of mental health and success depends on a person's personal definition of success. If it's defined by other people or by the expectations of society, then the person may feel failure and never see their accomplishments as success. And I fully agree with that, which is why in the last episode of this season, I'm looking at exactly how to manage those external pressures and expectations and how not to get discouraged while on the journey of being a writer. But before that, next Tuesday, I will teach you how to deal with growth and success, whatever that means to you. It can introduce new stresses and unexpected time black holes in your writing practice, so re-establishing your routine and keeping your focus on the important things is crucial. A blog post which summarizes the ideas of this podcast episode is available on my website, thepengarden.com. I have cited all my sources there so you can go on and continue your own research on the topic. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you can, please leave a short review. It helps creators who are starting out, such as myself, let more people know the podcast is enjoyable. Alternatively, you can sign up to my newsletter so you don't miss any Pen Garden news. Newsletters come once in the beginning of a season and once at the end, so your inbox won't fill up. As a bonus, all of them feature a cute animal and a book recommendation. The Pen Garden is also on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. Hope you have an awesome week and speak to you soon.